we go. You are listening to Law and Gospel Open Mic Friday on this January the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we love to get emails from individuals, and we're going to respond to them as we uh, attempt to answer questions. I got one email that I find very interesting. It was entitled, Pope Francis says people who choose pets over having kids are selfish. Wow. That's quite a statement, isn't it? If you have a pet rather than a child, you are being selfish. He said this just last Wednesday and criticized couples who have chosen to have pets instead of children, calling their decision a form of selfishness. Now, the Pope is 85 years old, and he made the comments while speaking to a general audience about adoption and orphans in relation to St. Joseph, the father of Jesus. He says, where pets take the place of children, it takes away our humanity. He continued, we see that people do not want to have children or just one and no more. And many, many couples do not have children because they do not want to, or they have just one, but they have two dogs, two cats. Yes, dogs and cats take the place of children. Yes, it's funny, I understand, he says, but it is the reality. And this denial of fatherhood or motherhood diminishes us. It takes away our humanity. And in this way, civilization becomes aged and without humanity because it bases the richness or loses the richness of fatherhood and motherhood. And our homeland suffers as it does not have children. Now, of course, he's been really criticized by this, but I find one of the most ironic reasons why he should be criticized is that he doesn't have children. Oh, I know what you're going to say, that priests are to remain unmarried. But that is ridiculous. Where in the Bible does it say that a priest or a pastor should be unmarried? And if it would say that, then it would be contradicting what the Pope says, that not having children takes away our humanity. Now, of course, many Roman Catholic priests have been charged with fooling around with youngsters. 
with homosexuality. And for a long time, nothing was really done about it. Now they're more serious about it. Although one of the other emails I received was about Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada, who has now declared that it is against the law to attempt to change someone from being a homosexual back to normal. And therefore, this makes no sense at all. How can you be against the homosexuality of the priests and then make such a law that any kind of situation where you attempt to change a person back to where God wants them to be is a sin. The fact of the matter is, is how can the Pope say not having children is selfish when he himself belongs to a group that refuses to permit priests to be married? Now, there are exceptions, of course. Let's say I decided to become a Roman Catholic and I wanted to be a priest and I'm married, I have children. They would allow that under certain circumstances. So this makes no sense again. Once more, we just become Reformation believers. Where does it say in the Bible that to have pets rather than children is an act of selfishness. Now, can we say it could be? Well, look at all the women who are having abortions. That is definitely a sin. And why are they having those procedures? Because they want to stay in the office wherever they're working. They don't want to be bothered with children. And I think that would be a better way of looking at this than a couple who've been married and decide not to have children, maybe for some time. And I don't think that's wrong. But to replace children with pets I know of a lot of folks who have pets and children. I think we've had around six cats. Plus I had two Alaskan Malamutes in our family while we were having children. So we had dogs, we had cats, and we had those dogs and cats before our first child. So were we being selfish? See, this is the problem with Roman Catholic theology is that it says things are sins. I should say the leadership says things are sins without any biblical basis. For example, a few years ago, you could get a plenary indulgence if you stopped smoking. Now, it may be a good idea not to be smoking, 
but that gets you out of purgatory. That's what a plenary indulgence means. And so occasionally the Pope has used examples of people doing things on the basis of what the Roman Catholic Church says. You've heard of penance. Why do you do penance? Penance is different than repentance. Now, you could be repentant of your sin. In other words, you are contrite over a sin and you feel sad that you have hurt Jesus. But at the same time, you then want to do penance. What's penance? Well, you go to the priest, you confess your sins, then he tells you what you are to do. Like, say the Hail Mary so many times or this sort of thing. On our trip yesterday, we go by a number of churches as I go out to the churches with whom I am preaching. And one was a Roman Catholic church and on the sign, it says to pray to Mary so that she can help us. That is so sad. Mary is dead. Her body is in the ground. Oh, yes, the church has made up, I'm talking about the Roman Catholic Church, a doctrine that she was raised bodily from the dead, and therefore she has a lot of influence on Jesus. So why would you pray to his mother when you can talk to him directly? Well, think about that. That occurs because let's say you want to talk to the president of the United States, but you're not a congressperson, you know, you're not in the Senate. And so how do you get to the president? Well, perhaps you're going to school or at the same workplace as his daughter. So you talk to the daughter and ask, is it a possibility that I can talk to your father? have a conversation, and through her, you get the help. But do you know what that means? It means that you don't have the ability to talk directly to the president of the United States. Now, that can be true when we're dealing with the president because the Secret Service is very careful who is allowed to meet with him, etc. But, that's not true with God. God, he loves to meet with you. And you can meet with him through prayer. You can meet him at a worship service. You can meet him when you're reading God's word because it's Jesus who's talking to you when you hear the word of God. Very important then that this idea that if you have a pet rather than a child, you are being selfish. First of all, there are a number of couples who are unable to have children. Now the Pope says, well, they should therefore adopt. 
but a lot of times it's very difficult to adopt. I've gone through adoptions, not that I've adopted a child, but working with members and some of them have to go overseas. Uh, one of the latest ones I did was a Russian child and they had uh, photos of the child, but they never met the child ahead of time. And they adopted that child. Now that can work, but restrictions are made even more now as to who you can adopt and who you can't. And then you've got these states that because Roman Catholics who are involved in adoption, Lutherans who are involved in adoption, we will not want a child to be adopted by homosexual parents and therefore you lose your right of doing adoptions. Fortunately, at this time, the courts have disagreed with that. And so a Roman Catholic institution can do adoptions in some states now, even though they refuse to give the adoption to homosexual parents for obvious reasons. So the Roman Catholics are doing a great job when it comes to the pro-life movement and proper adoptions. But the Pope tends to say things that are not biblically based. Now, you can be selfish in not having a child and making sure that those with whom you become pregnant, that that child is put to death. That's definite selfishness. And God gives you that child and you throw it away. It, it's very much, I was listening to a, a YouTube, and I did not realize this, but in Nazi Germany, nurses were trained to kill babies that were Jewish. And there's a picture of a nurse holding a baby in her arms, cuddling it as she gives it a drink that puts it to death. Now, we have those nurses today. They participate in the abortion of a child. So we're living at a time when this is nonsense for many people to say in regard to Nazism, never again when they themselves do the same thing the Nazis were doing with Jewish children and children, even after they are born. If they are very, very sick and the parents don't want to take the time to take care of them, they're put aside uh, near, well, where the child was born and allowed to starve to death. And in Europe, there are even laws indicating that. And, and so when the Pope speaks, sometimes he does some really good sermons. I listened to one of his in Indianapolis. The choir was wonderful. The sermon was really quite good. And there was no talk about purgatory or praying to Mary in it. 
and they had the Lord's Supper uh, for the individual. So Pope Francis does say that couples who cannot have children should turn to adoption instead of having pets as substitutes for kids. Now, some parents don't have a choice because they're unable to have children. And I particularly remember older people in the congregation. They were, even if they were married, they still would have a pet because they were past childbearing age and pets are really something that's very friendly. Francis says, how many children in the world are waiting for someone to take care of them? And he says, having a child is always a risk, either naturally or by adoption. But is, now here, it is riskier not to have them. It is easier to deny fatherhood or to deny motherhood be it real or spiritual. So the Pope implies there is a problem with people who opt out of parenthood. He goes on to say, a man or woman who do not develop the sense of fatherhood or motherhood, they are lacking something, something fundamental, something important. And yet, the Pope belongs to a group where the law is he cannot be a father, at least ethically. There are popes that have had children, and even the Roman Catholic Church recognizes that that was wrong. But the fact of the matter is, it has occurred because it is a gift for a man not to be married free from marriage. Uh, even apostles were married. Remember, Jesus healed the mother of one of the apostles. So, as soon as the Pope gave that message, it began tending, trending high on social media, and many users took issue with the stance. And some seize the opportunity to criticize the Roman Catholic Church as an institution for its decades of allegedly ignoring sexual abuse, while others chastened, chastened the celibate Pope since he has no children of his own. Now, I find that really interesting. The idea that it was wrong to have a child and instead have a pope was really criticized by comedian Sarah Cooper. She wrote, spoken by a pope who's clearly never had a dog. You see, pets can be very helpful in the life of a person. They can be comforting, they are very loyal, 
and therefore uh, Marie Shriver made a very good point. Uh, another journalist praised the Pope, but opposed his message. She said, I love this Pope, but I disagree here. Couples have to decide what's right for them. Having a family is a personal decision. I feel very confident, now listen to this, that Jesus would agree. Now, the fact of the matter is, I don't find any Bible verse where it demands that couples who are married have to have children. You've got a number of examples in the Bible where children did not occur. Remember Ruth? She had, well, not Ruth, but Naomi, her mother-in-law. She had two sons. They both got married, but they had no children. And so when they died, she called herself forlorn and bitter. Why? Because there was no line to carry it on. And when she returned with Ruth back to Israel, Ruth, of course, met a man named Boaz, who married Ruth and then continued the line to Jesus. In fact, it was David who became part of that line, and then it moved all the way to Jesus. And so the line was not broken even though Ruth was not Jewish or Israeli. And we remember another woman who's in the line to Jesus, who was a prostitute who helped to save the spies when they came into Canaan. And so we need to be very careful that when we see a couple and they don't have children, but they have a pet or two, that we don't look at them and say, oh, that is selfish. I cannot read hearts, but I can read confession. When you take a look at Ephesians, particularly chapter 5 and even 6, it talks about husband and wife loving one another. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So the husband is willing to put his life on the line for his wife that how much he is to love her. But nowhere in this passage, that's chapter 5, 22, through chapter 6, verse 4, when it's talking about children, is there ever a command that they must have children when they are married? And if they refuse to have children, then they are being selfish. 
So there are enough sins that we are covered with a sinful disposition without making up some, especially by a man who himself cannot be a father. And therefore, is he not losing what he says others are losing? The Roman Catholic Church needs to get biblical on this issue and allow their priests to marry because it would stop a lot of the irregularities that go on because of their refusal to permit them to be married, Uh, especially when the Pope says it is selfish not to have children. Interesting email. Thought you'd like to hear about it. We will not be here on Monday, being a holiday. We'll be back on Tuesday, taking a look at the hymn for the following week with Mark Smith. Until then, continue to read your scripture, which indicates those things that are truly sins. I'm Tom Baker. Till Tuesday, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.